Hi, this is Erica. Thanks for joining me today for another season of Leadership on the Ground. In this season, we're going to be talking about the context of leadership, which is all about answering the question of why. If we give both a framework and a grounding around the why of our visions, our actions, and our plans, we create the transparency, safe space, and alignment around how we can now move forward together as teams and organizations. (laughs) Simple to say, right? It's more challenging to pull off because it requires your mindset, your skill set, and your tool set to apply. Getting it right and getting it wrong has consequences, and in this season, we'll explore all of that. Let's get to it. You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 6, The Context of Leadership. Throughout the first five seasons, we've discussed the basic fundamentals of leadership, including leading in real time and the rhythm, tensions, and realities of leadership in the 21st century. Now, in this season, we get into the critical area of the context of leadership, which is all about leaders framing and answering the question of why. This perspective and clarity is what is needed for individuals, teams, and organizations to move forward with confidence and alignment. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. All right, good morning and welcome back to episode six, The Consequences of Context, our final episode for this season, The Context of Leadership. All right, I am your host, Tachnik, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Erica, gosh, the final episode, can't believe we're here already. The consequences, they're huge, yeah? (laughs) They are huge and they're all on the leader. It's really the leader that owns the consequences and they can be positive or negative, right? They could be positive or negative. And I don't know, does that surprise you? Do you think it's surprising that they're positive or negative? Well, I think it was funny because you touched on this, uh, I think, in the introductory episode where most people just assume they're negative. Exactly. Exactly. But there are a lot of positives to this. There really are. And I think that, you know, this is the point to uh, to try to help people understand today. First of all, there are words that are like charge, right? Like consequences. Everybody immediately goes to negative. But there are a lot of positive consequences. So, you know, when you have context and people are clear about why you're doing things, the positive consequences are they are confident. They are in the know. You know, they feel empowered. And the benefit that we get as leaders is we get speed. Right now, if we were to look at the negative side, right, what are some of the negatives that come to your mind? Oh, no speed. Exactly. Or or speed in the wrong direction. Going backwards could be a risk. We slow down. We might miss entry points. The biggest thing for me is that we waste resources, mostly some of our blue dollars in addition to our time. And then we have miscommunication and malpractice. So there's a lot at risk here. So, you know, when we say that it's huge, as you said at the top of this session, yeah, it's it's huge and it's all on the leader. And we have as much of an opportunity to create positive consequences as we do to create negative consequences. So let's be consciously competent and let's make sure that we're using this power and this opportunity with context to create the positive ones. Well, someone listening may be saying, all right, well, give me some examples of positive and negative. Well, it's funny you should ask. We actually have five scenarios that you ought to be thinking about. I guess I'll actually lead off with uh, you can accelerate 
or you can, there can be momentum kill. Yeah. So this, we started this uh, season off with this and it's a great one to lead off the positive and negative consequences. Accelerating speed is a positive consequence of being able to get people aligned, get that ownership going, get that accountability going. And we all want to be able to work at the speed of business. So that's a huge win. It's a big win. It's something we all want. The negative side, the negative consequence of this is momentum kill. And, you know, momentum killing is really tough because if we have momentum and you kill it, we don't just stop. But to your point, we might go backwards for a while. We might spin in place for a while. When we get out of context, we actually can spin in the wrong direction and cause negative consequences. And then we have to kind of get recalibrated, get set, and then start moving in the positive direction again. So it's a big shift for us. Another common word that we use in discussing the how-to of business is engagement. Mm -hmm. So another set of positive and negative consequences is engagement or disengagement. Yeah. When we set the context and people understand why we're doing things, they get engaged. We create meaning for them as we've been talking about. So, you know, they start to get that sense of ownership and commitment. They know how their role relates to the overall big picture objectives of the organization and why we're here, why they're here. We get that accountability and we get strong execution. So the engagement of our people, both from a heart and mind standpoint, is a really positive consequence of setting the context appropriately. Disengagement, the negative consequence, which by the way, you know, when you look at the research and you can look at Gallup polls, you can look at a lot of folks, you know, up to sometimes 65% of organizations have disengaged employees. And, you know, what that says is we basically have leaders who aren't able to create the context, unable to create the link, unable to create the meaning. And, you know, you read article after article about, you know, people want meaning at work. What they're basically saying is, hey, dear leader, please create context for me. And, you know, the consequence will be I'll go with you and I'll be engaged. But, you know, when you get disengagement, you get confusion. You get the body in the seat or the butt in the seat, as we like to say, but you don't really have the discretionary effort. You don't have their heart. They do the minimum amount of work and they really lack the energy. And, you know, one of the negative consequences of this, and think about it, it all goes back to, did the leader say why we're doing what we're doing? And we're all the way down here into a butt in a seat, not having the energy to do what they want and moods are contagious. And then everybody catches malaise. And then we have not just a bad mood, but we have bad morale. And it all goes back to, is the leader being clear about why we're here and what we're doing? That's what we're really talking about when we say there's a good culture. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's not that we don't have a ping pong table. It's that I don't know what we're doing or where we're going. Exactly. The culture is how we do things around here. And how we do things around here feels really good when we know why we're doing it. Yep, yep. So if you've been listening, you also understand that when you're operating in context, you have clarity. And when you're not, you are confused. Yeah. And so, you know, this goes back to our role as a leader is to be a master communicator, which means we have to have well-framed messages that are cascaded with clarity. And it starts with why. And it also starts with our ability to create those messages. But then we have leadership teams or we have direct reports that also need to be able to cascade those messages. So our context as a leader needs to be so clear and so crisp that other people can easily cascade those messages as well. That's the positive consequence. We do that well. We get that alignment. We get people feeling good. We get people to be really clear on what's happening. On the negative side, we can get that confusion. The messages are not coming out clearly, and that's going to stifle that productivity, and people are going to be out of that context and out of that alignment. And the biggest thing is the meter just runs on 
wasting blue dollars. All right. So if you're a leader operating in the context or have communicated, then you're an influencer, a positive influencer in service to others, or you're a manipulator, self-serving. Absolutely. So what we want is we want people to be influencers, right? When you influence, it means that you can also be influenced, right? So you may have some ideas, but you're open to ideas. Like you have a sense of why you're doing things. But, you know, if people have some good suggestions, you know, there's a little bit of a fluid dynamic. It's not a dictatorship where it's like, here's what I want you to do. So the influence is really key. And when you influence people, you know, what basically they're saying is, I trust you, I buy into where you're going. You know, you've created sort of the conditions for me to understand what my role is. I feel clear, I feel good, like they're in a good place. On the negative consequence side, if you feel manipulated, you feel like the leader was kind of in service to themselves and not to you, right? They had their action agenda, they had their plan, and you're just collateral damage on the way to kind of execute that. So people feel that, you know, I feel manipulated when someone was really not that open to hearing what I had to say, but they were just kind of like, you know, making it seem like they were. That doesn't feel so good. And I may give you some of my engagement, but I'm probably not going to give you full engagement. So the negative consequence of manipulation is you think you might be getting people to be on side with you, but you're really not. You're buying a little bit of time, but you're not really getting their hearts. This season is made possible by Leadership Rigor, the leadership development framework founded and facilitated by Erica Peetler. Erica Peetler teaches breakthrough performance and productivity strategies for how to lead yourself, lead teams, and lead at the organizational level. Everything you think you know about leadership will be turned upside down. Leadership rigor can be experienced through reading the international best-selling book, engaging in one-on-one coaching, or creating a customized team or organizational leadership journey. To achieve breakthrough performance and productivity, visit ericapeetler.com to learn more. That's ericapeetler.com. We've talked a lot about narrative this season, and so there can be a narrative that's everyone's buying into and working together towards, or there's a competing narrative. Yeah. And this relates back to, you know, in an earlier episode, you were talking about how sometimes there are different departments that might be competitive with each other, right? So imagine the narrative. The narrative is the story that the leader tells of the journey of the organization, why we exist, why we're doing this now, why we think we can win, why we have to make certain shifts or changes or take these risks to accomplish what it is that we're looking for. And when people either disagree or don't understand the narrative, they create a competing narrative, which, you know, is probably either out of context or it has fear mongering associated with it, or there are conspiracy theories, right? All we have to do is turn on TV to see that today you know, that narrative and that competing narrative at each other. And, you know, really, we get people to act in accordance with the narrative that they believe. You know, why do people vote differently? Well, I believe this narrative and you believe that narrative. And these are competing narratives. In organizations, we can't have competing narratives. I love debate. I love being able to pressure test ideas, but we have to come out of a meeting and we have to be aligned. And there can only be one narrative in an organization. If you have competing narratives or you have two narratives, your why is not strong enough and you do not have people in alignment. And that's a really negative consequence and something that a leader needs to address. 
That's all political campaign is, is trying to control the narrative. Sure. And that's what a, a television commercial or a mail piece or a radio ad trying to spin and push a certain narrative. So that's all that is. All right. That's some good stuff. So thank you for sharing all those positive and negative consequences. I got kind of a question for you. I mean, management oftentimes does invest in training for an organization, which they then check off a box saying, all right, I've done my duty as a manager. But oftentimes it doesn't result in change and that can be frustrating. Talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, the positive and the negative consequences of context, you know, you think you're doing a good thing when you send someone to a training class and you're hoping that, you know, they come back with some new skills. One of the things that I've learned a lot about in the 10, 12 years that I've been doing coaching and uh, and leadership journeys is how important context is to the development and the training of the people that you're trying to, uh, you know, grow. And that frustration that people have is real. And I look at it and I say, that's why leadership journeys are so powerful because they actually take place in context. And leadership is a practice. So, you know, it's not something that you can just go and have a couple of workshops on and come out like a fully formed leader. It's there are subtle links, there are nuances. And in these two seasons, for example, of leadership on the ground that we're doing, we're going to talk a little bit about timing in a bit, but this context and timing, we're trying to unlock the black box mystery of why and when. Sometimes those are not really understood in the organization. We're so focused on how and what that we don't give enough time and focus to why and when. And working on the business, we have to be able to give that story of why and when. So it's the difference for me of making noise or making music. You know, if we give them the why and the when, maybe we have a shot to make some music. We don't give them the why and the when, and they're off in their different contexts. We get a lot of noise. Well, Erica, that about sums up this entire season of the context of leadership, the how and the what versus the why and the when. We put too much time into how and what and not enough into why and when, yeah? Absolutely. And in fact, you know, when we look at how this season came together, we said at the uh, at the top of the introduction that why and when work together. The timing and the context of leadership are really, really connected. So as we close this season and we look towards next season, the timing of leadership, it's really about now taking another look at the lead altitude. What are the roles that the leader needs to do in terms of working on the business? And how does timing play a role? You know, we had the rhythm of leadership earlier. That was really about working in the business. How do we get our timing in the business? In our next season, we're going to look about timing, but we're going to really take a hard look of on the business and the impact of timing. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. So the season six that we're concluding today was the why. We're going to get together again in a couple of weeks and launch season seven, where we're going to discuss the when. It's going to be great stuff. Erica, should anyone have questions on any of this from season six and the context of leadership, where do they go? Sure. They can contact me at erica at ericapetler.com. Check out my website, ericapetler.com. Leadership Rigor is on amazon.com. All right. Todd and Erica signing off from season six here at Leadership on the Ground. We'll look forward to seeing you down the road for our next season, The Timing of Leadership. We'll look forward to seeing you then. 